free. Excellent. You ready for the word this morning? Okay, I guarantee you, you'll get more out of this word if you lean into it and you get excited about God's word than if you sit there like a stunned mullet. Okay, so um, if you lean into it, it'll be great. I guarantee God will speak to you because I know that he will speak to me as we do that as well. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your presence. Holy Spirit, I pray that as I speak this morning, that you'd give me inspiration as I speak. There's stuff I've prepared and there's stuff that is on your heart as well uh, that maybe I haven't prepared. But I ask you to speak through me. I ask you to bring transformation into our world. Make my life different as a result of even just preaching this word and, uh, and speaking out to the people. I pray that today is the day that we'll walk out of here different because we've sat under your word and your word has impacted us. But more importantly, your spirit has deposited something deep within our spirits so that we know that what we take out of here is going to transform our lives and the world around about us. And we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. This morning I want to talk about creating a culture of appreciation. Creating a culture of appreciation. Um, I think that you know, if, if we were to be completely honest, everyone wants to be on the winning team. No one wants to be on the losing team. Uh, we want to make our life count. To, uh, to have actually know that uh, our, our life has had purpose our life has meant something, it's been significant, that it's been for a reason. We want our lives to, to, to be something that uh, love some people and to be loved as well. To know that we are significant uh, means uh, something to us and that our life has actually touched someone else. I think the greatest legacy that we can leave with people is that uh, we've touched their life in some way, shape or form. Quite often you'll see at a funeral that, that there's an opportunity to be able to tell about how a person who has passed away has impacted our lives. And uh, we, at some level, want to be able to know that we're impacting people's lives. It'd be so great if we learned that whilst we're still alive and not in a, uh, in a coffin. And I think that, you know, we've got an opportunity, because quite often, you know, you're just not going to hear it because there's lots of stuff in between years and stuff, you're not going to be able to hear it. Um, so I just want to encourage us. Let's, let's be a people that create a, a culture of appreciation. Mary Kay Ash uh, of Mary Kay Cosmetics says this, there are two things people want more than sex and money, and it's recognition and praise. And I think that's, there's a lot of truth to that. So more and more in, in, in my life in particular, what I've discovered is that I want to actually look for the hidden potential in people. Uh, I don't want to focus on the flaws within people, but rather to look at the potential on the inside of a person and look for ways maybe to unlock that potential and to help someone move forward uh, in a way that releases that God quotient in their lives. I want to actually release uh, their purpose, their destiny in their lives. So this morning I want to speak about this whole thing about creating a culture of appreciation, of seeing and releasing the potential that's locked up with, within people, of appreciating people for who they are. So I actually believe that appreciation uh, or appreciating people is a principle and a foundation for us as a church. I don't think it can be ignored. I think that people respond differently when they're, they're appreciated. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's more than simply thanking someone, although it does involve that. In Deuteronomy chapter 1, verse 38, 
Joshua, the son of Nun, who stands before you. He shall go in there. Encourage him, for he shall cause Israel to inherit what you've promised. Deuteronomy 3 verse 28 says, But God commanded Joshua and, uh, and encourage him uh, and, and strengthen him, for he shall go over, over before his people, and, and he shall cause them to inherit the land which you shall see. See, appreciating people also means for ways to look to encourage them, to strengthen them. It means looking for ways to deliberately build them up and to speak life to and over the people that we, we meet. Acts chapter 15 verse 32 says, Now Judas and Silas, themselves being prophets, also exhorted and strengthened the brethren with many words. Quite often, the primary means of appreciating someone is through our words. We do that through our words. Words are powerful. There's life and death in the power of the tongue. And what I want us to do as a church, to be as a church, is to be a church that creates life. That's why we have the declaration. I mean, I don't know about you, what you may have learned, but, you know, for the uh, six or seven days that we uh, exist through the week, you know, you're, you're bombarded by negativity. You're bombarded with what's going wrong, where you don't have enough, where there's a lack, where there's sickness, where there's disease, there's pestilence, there's all these things that are happening in the world around about us. You know, I, I want to take my hat off to someone this morning that I heard on, on Sky News as I was listening to it, but Lindsay Lohan, uh, the, the actress or singer, I don't, I'm not exactly sure what she but she's a famous person. But she's, she's tweeted this thing saying, why don't you stop bullying President Trump? I was like, good on you, girl. Go for it. It doesn't matter what he's saying or what he's doing. You know what? No one has the right to bully people. Now she's standing up and said, why, why are we bullying him? We need to get behind him and support him for what the things that he wants to do. I'm not saying anything about his politics. All I'm saying is that someone stood up and said, this needs to stop because it's not right. If more people did that with their politicians, I wonder how much better that they would be at their job if they knew that they had the support and the, uh, the people around about them. They knew that they were being prayed for, that they knew that they, were, uh, they had people that thought the best of them. Because they're just giving it a good go. They're giving a red-hot shot. The Bible says we need to pray for our leaders. And we've got to pray for them, not, not criticize them all the time. But I, I, it just might be me. I don't know. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, I pray for our leaders today. I pray for Mr. Turnbull. I, I pray, Lord God, that you touch him. I pray, Lord God, for our, our Prime Minister, for our state leader, Jay Weatherall. I pray for our local Mayor, Mayor Anne. I, I pray that you'd, you'd encourage these men and women. I pray for all of our politicians, no matter what side of the block they stand on. I pray that you'd use them powerfully to bring change and transformation along godly values for our, our, our communities, Lord God. Help the, the church get behind them and support them. Help them to, to be resourced in what they're needing to be done. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray for our leaders. Father, thank you for that. You know what? I've discovered that people respond more, much more quickly and positively to being appreciated than they do to criticism, nagging, sarcasm, and put-downs. Anyone else no, notice that? Yeah, I think it's, it's, a, it's a given. Life is tough already, okay? Most people are doing the best that they possibly can. They're making things work even though they don't have enough money, they don't have enough time, and they don't have enough talent to do some things, but they're just giving it a red-hot shot. And we need to recognize and to, to get behind people and to say, you know what, you're doing a great job. You, you, you're, you're doing some things, I know it's tough, but keep going, keep going. And sometimes that's, that's all that, 
that needs to happen. Someone just needs to know that they're being appreciated, that they're being valued, that they're being honoured in a way that you know maybe they never thought of themselves as being honoured in a way. I think that there is absolutely there is power in appreciation. There is absolutely power in appreciation, and we need to tap into that power to see people rise and flourish, not just to survive but to thrive in life. We need to get behind people and support them and get behind them and lift up their arms. One of the, th- the, the, the things about the Holy Spirit is he's the comforter. He's the one who comes alongside of. You know, he's the one that, that you can lean on when it's go- you're going tough and it's tough times, you know. He's the one that... Uh, can I borrow you, David, for a minute, please? This is what happens when the Holy Spirit comes alongside of us, okay? So, so let's, just, let's just say that... Um, I'm, I'm the Holy Spirit for, for all intents and purposes, and David's been praying. He just needs some encouragement. All the Holy Spirit does is to come alongside of David, lifts him up, and says, look what, lean on me, and we can walk through this together. Okay? I'm leaning on me. He's leaning on me. Trust me. He's leaning on me. Okay? That's what the Holy Spirit does. Just give David a hand for his phenomenal acting ability. But that's what the Holy Spirit does. He comes alongside, gets in close and lifts us and takes us on a bit of a journey. And I believe that that's what the power of appreciation can do. We can appreciate someone, come alongside of them and see their their lives change. In understanding the power of appreciation, I think it's it's really important that we know what appreciation is. So here's some, some thoughts about appreciation. Appreciation is an expression of gratitude. A thankful recognition of the quality, value, or significance of a person and or their work. It comes from a Latin phrase that means to appraise, meaning to set a price. It means to esteem or highly value. Appreciation is doing everything in our power as a person to indicate our approval of, a claim for, Praise of and appreciation for people, for who people are and what they do. Margaret Cousins says this, Appreciation can make a day, even change a life. Our willingness to put into words is all that is necessary. So all we need to do is to put it into words, our appreciation of someone. Charles Swab said this, the way to develop the best that is in a person is by appreciation and encouragement. See, the Bible is a great source of what we need to be doing in life. It's a great guidebook. It's a great uh, encouragement to us all. So what does the Bible say about encouragement? Well, I'm glad you've asked. Philippians chapter 1 verse 3 to 5 says, I thank my God upon uh, every remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine making request for you all with joy for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 1 verses 3 to 4 it says, Paul says, we are bound to thank God always for you brethren as it is fitting. Because your faith grows exceedingly and the love of every one of you all abounds towards each other so that we ourselves boast of you among the churches of God for your patience and faith in all your persecutions and tribulations that you endure. What's Paul doing? Paul, okay, he's saying to the church in Philippi and Thessalonica that who they are and what they've done for Paul meant so much to him that he told God about it. 
And he's telling them as well. He's actually then gone on this missionary journey. And everywhere that he goes, he talks about the church in Philippi and the gift that was given to Paul as a means of releasing him into his ministry. He was bragging on them. He appreciated what they'd done for him. He said to, to all the churches, you need to hear about this church, how they've, they've supported me, how they've, they've done some things. They've got behind me. They've released me. They've taken the burden of, of responsibility of, of trying to come up with all the, the things that I need to do on my own I'm, I'm share, they're sharing in this ministry as well he was proud of what they'd done and I believe that as a result of it the kingdom of God grew appreciation can create growth in the kingdom of God so how do we create a culture of appreciation well what is the significance of culture for a start I don't know about you, but this is what I believe personally. It doesn't matter where we go, there is culture. Whether you go to a business, a restaurant, a school, a shop, every one of us can remember times where we've been to a shop and the service was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. The way that they cared for us, the way that they looked after our needs, the way that they knew their product, the way that they sold their, their stuff, uh, and the way that they spoke to us, the culture of that shop left a, a, a huge mark on us. And we would go back there simply for the service, even if we had to pay a little bit more for the product, recognizing that the service and the level of service, the quality of service that we got was as a result of a good culture in that shop. All of us can also remember going to various shops or restaurants where the culture of the place left a lot to be desired. You go to a cafe and you've ordered your latte and they, they bring it out to you and you go to stick your spoon in there to start licking the, 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 the creme off the top but you suddenly notice that your spoon is already dirty and you haven't used it yet. You remember those. You remember those cafes. You think, oh, I really want to go back to there. I'm not sure I want to go back to that place. I'm not sure where this spoon's been, let alone that it's clean. Hey, that rhymed. Can make a song. I won't go there now. But you know, so there's, this culture is set no matter where we are. Countries have culture. Communities have culture. Culture is huge. See, culture is the learned and shared patterns of thought and behavior characteristic of a given group of people, including knowledge, beliefs, morals, and habits. Culture can be defined this way. This is how we do it here. So you can have your vision statement pinned on the wall, but culture is what's happening down the hall. I'm on a roll. I'm on a roll. We can have anything we want pinned on the wall, like the vision statement, but what's actually happening down the hall as people are serving and being served is the culture of a place. See, we appreciate people at Infused Church. That's what we do here. 
We appreciate people. When you think about well, the things that happen at the, uh, as a church, we appreciate mums on Mother's Day. We appreciate fathers on Father's Day. We appreci- have an appreciation Sunday service where we as leaders actually put on a massive uh, roast lunch for everybody and we serve everybody a phenomenally great meal because we want to say to you, We appreciate you. We appreciate the way that you've consistently and positively encouraged us, supported us, given to the vision of the church. And we want to say thank you. We appreciate you, what you do. When we have guest speakers here, we have something that we call leaving a legacy of appreciation. I'll talk a little bit about that in a moment. But we have this area where this culture is something that we want to do. Why? Because I am an encourager. That is my primary gifting is one of encouragement. And if if we are to take on this whole thing about appreciation, then I'm asking us as a church, let's get behind this. Let's, let's, Let's invest ourselves in what appreciation looks like. See, did you know that, that heaven itself has the culture of appreciation? Have a listen to this. Haggai chapter 2 verse 4. Uh, this is God speaking. Okay, He says, yet now be strong, Zerubbabel. Zerubbabel, whatever his name is. And he says, be strong, Joshua, and be strong, all you people of the land, says the Lord, and work. Could have left that bit out, but you know, that could be a good culture. Could be a culture that we need. We need to do some work. Okay? And he says, For I am with you, says the Lord of hosts. In other words, what God is imprinting upon these people is, You can do this. I am with you. My presence is with you. And he's appreciating them for, for who they are. There's an, the, the, the culture of encouragement and appreciation is active in heaven. Here's a negative example of culture from the New Testament, Acts chapter 2, verses 26 to 27. The kings of the earth took their stand, and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. For truly against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, with the Gentiles and the people of Israel, were gathered together against. In other words, the culture of a few infected the majority, whereby they said, crucify him, crucify him, and give us Barabbas. It's a negative example of culture at work and how it influences people. Homes. We need to have a positive culture of appreciation in our homes. In Ephesians chapter 6, verse 2. Are you ready for this? It says this. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise. There needs to be the culture of honor within the home. When there's no honor, there's chaos. Where there is honor, ever think about a school, a school classroom. Where there's a culture of honor at work within a classroom, there is structure, there's learning, there's there's. there's Order in that classroom and, the, and the, the kids learn because there's a culture of honor within that classroom. Where there is dishonor at work within a classroom, there is often chaos. It's exceptionally hard to, to impart any sort of learning within that, that environment. It's very hard to help the, the kids to grow and to, to take on what is, is trying to be imparted because there's a lack of honor. Honor should be a culture in our homes. And all of our culture, and all of our society. Does that make sense? So what does a culture of appreciation look like? Well, I'm glad you've asked that as well. So I've got 11 things. 11 things. You ready for 11 things about what I think the culture of appreciation looks like? Number one. 
Number one, appreciation is best accomplished with words. Job chapter 4 verse 4 says, Your words have upheld me, upheld him who was stumbling, and you have strengthened the feeble knees. Words. Heartfelt, sincere, genuine words spoken to a person for who they are and what they've done. Simple words. Anyone here is, you know, like you're able to speak? Anybody? Okay, you're, you're, you're employed. That's it. Yeah, this is your gig, all right? You can do this. If you, if you have the ability to speak, you can speak appreciation for people. When you go to the, the shop, speak a word. Thank you for the way that you've served me today. I really appreciate the way that you just looked after me today. Thank you so much. This is the best latte with a clean spoon that I've ever had in my life. <laughs> it's not hard. It's not rocket science. It's just being appreciative. It has just been the people that you... Thank you for getting that report to me on time uh, in the way that I'd ask. I really appreciate you, the effort that you've put in for that. I miss that. So just, just appreciating people. Just appreciating people. It doesn't matter who they are. Thank you for the way that you coach my kids in their sport. You've been great at this. Thank you so much. Secondly... Appreciation for people in public and behind the scenes should be equal. It's not just so that you're seen to be an appreciative person and you're an absolute mongrel behind the scenes. Okay? It's got to be like what you see is what you get. With me, you can ask Jane, uh, I am as encouraging behind the scenes as I am up here. There would not be a day go past where I do not express my appreciation for the things, the amazing things that Jane does in our home. The way that, like, did I uh, thank you for doing the washing yesterday? Thank you. You might laugh at that, but you know what? How many husbands actually say thank you to their wives for the way that they care for their home? That's it. How many of us say, thank you for doing the washing? Thank you for doing the dusting? Thank you for doing the, the vacuuming? Thank you for going out to work and looking uh, so that I can look after our children? Thank you for the way that you do that. I wonder if there's a little bit more appreciation in the home if we'd have as many divorces. But that's another message, and I won't go there today, all right? 1 Samuel chapter 30 verse 24 says, For who will heed you in this matter? But as his part is who does, uh, goes down to battle, so shall his part be who stays by the supplies. They shall share alike. This is talking about where David goes off to Ziglag, okay, and he finds the whole place has been burnt to the ground and his family has been flogged off by these, these band of raiders. And there was, so he fl- goes off after them to chase them down. Some of them couldn't go the whole way. They were absolutely like at the end of their their physical capacity to go on any further. So they stayed back and looked after the supplies and David with some other guys went off, rescued the, uh, the families, brought them back and they, they were going to share the plunder. And some of the guys that went with David to do all the hard work said about these guys that looked after the supplies, they, they don't deserve a part. But David said, actually they do because they were looking after the things so we had a safe place to come back to. They had a part to play. He appreciated them. In other words, the people that were behind the scenes got as much recognition and appreciation as the people who actually fought the battle. Appreciation believes that everyone is a servant and acts accordingly. 
Everyone is someone. No one is self-sufficient. Everyone is vital to the team. You know, I know that you might find this hard to believe, but I love sport. All right? One sport I, I actually really do enjoy watching and playing when I played is gridiron, the American NFL stuff. Now, I'm not like an NFL player, let me tell you right now. Okay, but I played in the Adelaide League here, and I was an offensive lineman. Some people would say really offensive, but um, I, I just enjoyed the game. But I heard this, this uh, example of uh, 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 a guy by the name of DeMarco Murray who brought brand-new iMac computers for all of his offensive linemen, leaving these computers in their locker as a thank-you gift because he'd just been awarded the NFL Player of the Year and he recognized he would never have been voted the Player of the Year if it wasn't for the people on his offensive line that made it possible for him to be able to do what he needed to do. So behind the scenes, he bought every one of them a brand new iMac computer and said, thanks, guys, I couldn't have got it without you. It's, it's making sure that what we are in front and behind the scenes is exactly the same. And we need, if we're encouraging in front, we need to be encouraging behind. Does that make, is that fair? Okay. Number three is appreciation is best when it's specific thanks for specific things. Philippians 4, verses 15 to 17 says, Now you Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church shared with me concerning giving and receiving, but you only. For even in Thessalonica, you sent aid once and again for my necessities. Not that I seek the gift, but I seek the fruit that abounds to your account. See, appreciation needs to be specific, timely, personal, and real. Okay? So I've discovered something that when I encourage someone, they'll often say, well, what's that for? Why have you said that I'm a good bloke or I'm a champion? Why have you said that? See, what I believe is we need to take the guesswork out of that. Guesswork. Take the guesswork out of appreciation. Tell them why you appreciate them. That's why I say, look, thank you for a great cup of coffee. Thank you for, for, for serving me in this way. Thank you for, the, for making this meal uh, so attractive and so great that it is. Say thank you. You know, it's, it's, it's how much, tell them why we appreciate them, how much what they did meant to us, how it made life easier, how it brightened your day. People then know that you have seen and appreciated and valued who they are and what they do. They know that what they're doing has value and it's been seen and it's been appreciated. It's just wanting to be recognized, to be, to be valued as a person. Number four, appreciation loves and accepts people for their uniqueness. Philippian, oh sorry, Philemon, uh, verses 10 to 12, Philemon, however you say that. I'm not a rocket science or a brain surgeon. You might have gathered that. It says this, I appeal to you for my son Onesimus. I've got that one right. Whom I have begotten while in my chains, who once was unprofitable to you, but now is profitable to you and to me. I'm sending him back. You therefore receive him. That is my own heart. There was a unique gift on this, this young man who once behaved a certain way, but now he, he behaves a different way, and he's a great prophet. He's a, he's a great encouragement to Paul and what he was doing. When people we know, we, we support and love them, 
and accept them just the way they are, they'll gradually invite us to help them stretch and grow to become all that they can be. It's just accepting people in their uniqueness in that moment that then gives us the right as we go along on a journey together, building relationship together, they say, you know what, I'm tired of the way I do this. Can you help me? And then we've been given the right to speak into a life and it came about because we appreciated them for who they were in that first instance, their uniqueness. Accepting people the way they are is difficult for many people. We want to help people to grow, to improve and realize their potential, but we've got to first love who they are right now. We can certainly see the things that are possible for this person in their life ahead, but we've got to love them right there, right then, warts and all. Because I don't know about you, but I think we've all got some warts. We've all got some things that, you know what, we need some work on. It might just be me too. Number five, appreciation respects and loves the difficult person. The difficult person. I'm not looking at anybody today. Ephesians 1 verses 15 to 16 says this, Therefore I also heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints. Do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. Approaching difficult people, working with and being on a team with an unusual person who is unusually difficult can be a challenge. There are difficult people amongst us. It's easy to love our close friends who love us and accept us. The real test is to accept those who test us. The test, the real test, is to accept those who test us. I don't know if you're aware of this or not, but Jesus came to me when my back was turned to him and I was in the worst of the worst. I was what I would classify as a difficult person. Not as difficult as some, but more, more difficult than others. <laughs> but Jesus still died for me, still displayed his love for me, still gave himself for me. And that's what I love. Difficult people know it all, so why question them? They say, how dare you question me? They can be filled with arrogance and or defensiveness. You can't say anything to them without them flaring up or being defensive. We need to remember them that this is only one side to them, that there's not the whole person that we're seeing. And these are what I would term EGR people. Okay, extra grace required, EGR people. Just, just love them anyway. We don't know what they've been through. We don't know the things that have happened in their world. We don't know the things that are happening in them right now. But Jesus is saying to us, love them anyway. Love them anyway. That's how we're going to you know, like create a breakthrough moment for people, is that we love them anyway. doesn't matter what they've done or who they are, we can love them anyway and I think that's a great thing to aspire to number six appreciation embraces and praises diversity in people appreciation embraces and praises diversity in people 
Colossians 2.2 says that their hearts may be encouraged, being knit together in love and attaining to all riches of the full assurance of understanding, to the knowledge of the mystery of God, both of the Father and of Christ. Now, appreciation is to see the diversity in people as wonderful, interesting, and a vital part of having them in our world. I, I guarantee you right now, you do not want everyone to be like me. I, pff, right out there. Because I know I don't want everyone to be like you. And if it's good enough for you, it's good enough for me, you know. We need to celebrate the diversity that's within each and every one of us and, and to be a part of that. Diversity is a reality today. I mean, look at our culture, look at our society, how much it's changing, and for the better, and for the better. Diversity, you know, the d- diversity of race, of culture, background, mindset, experiences... It's the differences in ideas, the experiences and skills that changes ordinary to extraordinary. 1 Corinthians 12, 14 out of the Message Bible says this. I love this, what it says is, I want you to think about how all this makes you more significant, not less. A body isn't just a single part blown up into something huge. It's all the different but similar parts arranged and functioning together. That's the body of Christ. We need to celebrate the diversity that God brings along our way. We need to appreciate the diversity, the the way that people can bring something additional to whatever it is that we're doing, helping us to see something from a different point of view and celebrating that. Number seven, appreciation understands what makes people do what they do. Here's a little thing, okay? Hurting people usually hurt people, okay? Insecure people need attention and reassuring. Healthy people want to help people. People in a corner lash out under pressure. Appreciation understands what makes people do what they do because we've seen where they're at and what they've been through and where they're going. We need to understand that that's just something about life and we need to understand that uh, we can, appreciation understands what makes people do what they do. Number eight, appreciation is actively listening to others. Appreciation is actively listening to others. We can build a tremendous rapport with people by simply taking the time to patiently listen to them when they have something to say. It's not pretend listening. I've been caught so many times by Jane doing that. And I'm the only one that has. (laughs) Paul, you have too, yeah? See, see, I'm not the only one. We need to avoid pretend listening. Listen with the intent to understand and that they'll feel truly appreciated. What I've noticed in conversations is that when someone's speaking, I'm already forming my words and things that I want to say regardless of what they've said. But to actively listen, to seek to understand, listens to what they say and then asks appropriate questions when they finish speaking. Appreciation actively listens to someone. Keep the focus off of ourselves. Ask meaningful questions. Read between the lines. What is the person not saying? I did it this morning. I saw someone. I said, how you doing? They said, great. I said, how you really doing? Oh, yeah, good. No, how, you, how are you really? 
I'm tired. So we prayed. It's asking that next question. It's digging that little bit deeper. You can see that something's not right. Just ask that next question. That's a really good point, isn't it, Danny? That's great. (laughs) Pay attention to people. Appreciation genuinely cares for people by actively listening to what they're saying and maybe to what they're not saying as well. Number nine, appreciation is a culture for all to to build and to participate in. I, I think that appreciation should be at every level of life, downward, upward, sideways. So no matter what the relationships that we have are, that we need to be able to build appreciation into every level of life. Whether we are a boss and we're working with our employees or we're working with as an employee towards our boss, to our peers, everything. It needs to operate at every level. It's not that we are just being appreciative of our boss because we want to raise or we want recognition or something or we just want to get an advantage. Okay? It needs to be a part of life and operate on every level. It should be do something we do in our families, in our teams, as volunteers, when a work colleague, a friend, a shop assistant, a mechanic, a lawnmower man, a teacher, a boss, a pastor, uh, meet, anyone we meet or encounter. Thank someone in private for a job well done. Send a handwritten note of appreciation, maybe. Send an email of thanks. Uh, some ways that you can do that. Recognize someone in the team uh, meeting. Uh, you give a surprise gift. Those are some of the ways that we can do that. Number 10 is appreciation is a, small, a world of small phrases. Appreciation is a world of small phrases. Appreciation can change someone's day and it can change someone's life. Here's some examples, okay? Proverbs 12.25 says, Anxiety in the heart of man causes depression, but a good word makes it glad. Proverbs 15.23 says, A man has joy by the answer of his mouth and a word spoken in due season, how good it is. Okay? Uh, Proverbs 16.24, Pleasant words are like honeycomb. Anyone here like honeycomb? Like, give me a a crunchy bar, you know, like, hello. Okay? So, pleasant words are like honeycomb, sweet to the soul, covered in chocolate, milk chocolate. (laughs) Oh, sorry. And health to the bones. So here's some things, okay? Here's some words that you might like to use in this whole thing of appreciation, right? Wow. That was deep, wasn't it? Wow. Wow. Allow yourself to be impressed on an occasion. Okay? Please. Use it often. Thank you. I'm trying to teach my grandkids some stuff. Like they know I've got like those breath mints in my pocket on a Sunday morning. So they will beeline me for a a breath mint. I don't know what's so special about them. I I like them, okay, but mum doesn't have them. That's right. So they come up to me and say, um, can I have a, a mint, please? And say, can I have a mint, granddad? I'll give him one. I say to him, you know what you would have gotten if you'd have asked, saying please? You would have got two. <laughs> but now because you didn't say please, you only get one. <laughs> Teach him. Use it as a learning experience. So if you ever come and ask me for a mint and you only get one, figure it out. <laughs> Should have said Please. 
Are you all right? That's cool. Okay. Here's, here's another phrase. You ready for this? Did you know? What this means is that I appreciate what you just did. Did you know how much that meant to me, what you just said? Do you know how much that meant to me, what you just did? Here's another phrase. Could you help me? Asking for help shows that we're confident in a person's abilities. Here's another one. What do you think? What do you think? In other words, their, their opinion means something. It has value. Can I help you with that? It's showing politeness and interest. You make a difference. This says you're important. I love it. And I've said this to Julie privately, and I'm going to say this to her publicly right now, okay? Julie, I love it when I hear you worshipping up the back. I love it when I hear you worshipping up the back. You make a difference. You make a difference. You elevate an atmosphere and you create an atmosphere where the Spirit of God can move. Thank you for making a difference, Julie. You're amazing. You're amazing. This may be used freely because everyone is amazing. Okay, I'm going to wrap this up now. Okay, number 11 is this. Appreciation leaves a legacy. Okay, appreciation leaves a legacy. When we say or do something or give something to another person, we can represent our appreciation to them and it touches another person's heart. One of the distinctives of this church is this, that whenever we have a guest speaker here who comes to the church, we do what we call leaving a legacy of appreciation. In other words, what we do is we give a guest speaker, a friend of this house, a gift, a word of encouragement, a financial uh, uh, encouragement, a prophetic word or whatever. What we're saying is that we, when we give that to them personally, because we actually make room in the service to do that, we're saying to that person, I've recognized who you are, I've, I've heard from God, and I want to do this because I, I just want to bless you. I want to bless you. See, it's an outward sign of an inner attitude, Okay. It's, it's we're going to make a commitment to actually hear from God to encourage this person, okay? Why do we appreciate our guests in this way is a good question. So what I believe is that the way that we do this and why we do this is it's a, a step of personal faith. It's honoring a guest and it honors the one who sent them, okay? It honors the one that sent them. See, our gift releases our guest to bless other communities, cities, and churches, Remember the Apostle Paul. The church in Philippi gave him a gift that released him to be able to do what Paul needed to do. When we have a guest here, our gift to them actually helps to release them to other communities and churches and cities that they minister in as well. We can sow into the future of other areas and regions. Okay? We want our guests to know that they're welcome here and we appreciate them so much that we ask God how we could uh, appreciate who they were and what they've come to do for us. That's what we do. We want our guests to know we are open, receptive and hungry for what God has for us through them. Okay? And this also trains us to do the same thing in our community, in our city and in our circle of influence. It's to offer appreciation to people for who they are. 
that's why we do the honouring of, of, of guests in that such way. 1 Corinthians 16, 18 says, They have been a wonderful encouragement to me, as they have been to you. You must show your appreciation to all who serve so well. Okay, The Amplified Bible says, For they gave me respite from labour and rested me and refreshed my spirit as well as yours. Deeply appreciate and thoroughly know and fully recognise such people. So what could our gift look like? Okay. Keep in mind that if we have a guest who comes from overseas or interstate, if you give them a new fridge, pay for the fare to get it back to wherever they're going for. Okay? If you feel that that's what you need to give the guest. Okay? So each person gives their guest gift to the guest. If we give finance, a gift voucher, then enclose it in a thank you card, okay? With some well-chosen words of appreciation. If you have a word of encouragement, write it out so that they can take it with them and they can reflect back on it. Okay? If you have a gift of some kind, wrap it and present it to them. Do it as a family if your gift is from a family. I guarantee that we will leave a legacy of appreciation that will last for years in their lives. This will not just be another church that they visited. It will be where we created a memory in their lives of a place that they felt appreciated, honoured and valued as they came and ministered to this church. It will demonstrate that in the heavenly realm that there is a people who are rising up and making a sound, that we're stepping out in faith and using what God has given to us. Okay? So here's the challenge. Next Sunday, we will be having Pastor Paul Bartlett speak here at the church on Sunday morning. We will be doing our leaving a legacy of appreciation during the service. That's where we like... Uh, just present some gifts personally to our speaker, okay? So here's, here's some insight about Pastor Paul. Pastor Paul Bartlett is a husband and a father, first of all, okay? He's the senior pastor of Lighthouse Church, Lighthouse Church in Wollongong, New South Wales. He's also the state of New South Wales on the, their executive. He's on the national executive of the ACC, of our movement. He's a child of God, and he's doing what God has called him to do and being who God has called him to be. How will your gift of appreciation leave a legacy with Pastor Paul next Sunday? You can invest in his world in a way that will forever be upon his mind about the gifts and the reception that he gave, or he received here at Infused Church. Without fail, every guest speaker that we have done with this done this with over the last four or so years every time they said they've never experienced anything like that in in their lives and it meant so much to them when i've touched base with them in the week after that they say the cards the gifts the notes the letters the uh, whatever it was they said some of those were absolutely in season this is going on behind the scenes and these words helped in these areas Next Sunday, we can leave a legacy with Pastor Paul Bartlett. What will yours be? What will yours be? I would love for us to take 15 minutes next Sunday because everyone in the church is lined up, ready to give and present their gift to Pastor Paul. Because for me, a person who operates in the gift of encouragement, I want to see him so encouraged that when he gets up to minister, he draws deeply upon the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Not that he wouldn't have in the first place, but you know what? When you know that you're appreciated, when you know that people are leaning in, sometimes you'll dig a little bit deeper. 
and you'll go the extra mile for people because that's what appreciation and encouragement can do. As your leaders, we want to create a culture of appreciation at Infused Church. We want our lives to be an expression of appreciation for all that God has done for us because we only do this because he's done this for us. He appreciates who we are. You know, I'm thinking, I'm in the process of putting together a series called Why. Okay, it's simply called Why. I'm asking some questions. Okay, because one of the greatest questions, and Paul posed this question in this. In this, and I'm going to explore this in this series. One of the greatest questions we can have with the most profound impact upon us is, why does God love me? Why does God love me? Why does God love me? This is what we want to explore as a church. It's because of all that Jesus has done. All that he is. And he's made available to us. Once I was blind, but now I see. Once I was dead, but now I'm alive. Once I was lost, and now I'm found. This is simply us as a church showing our appreciation for who God is and what he can do in the world. Amen? Let's stand.